I have some news to share. The Pumping Podcast now has two sponsors and I could not be more excited. So mama's out there listening, whether you're a soon-to-be mama, a new mama, or you're looking for a gift for someone, if you want an all-in-one feeding system that you can pump, store, and feed all from the same bag, my guest Sarah recommends to try the Kind Twist. And I now have a very special link just for you in the show notes. Kind products are the safest and most convenient way to collect, store, and feed breast milk. Check them out today in the show notes, and let me know if you'd like a free starter kit, and I'll hook you up. My next sponsor is Hypnobabies. You might have heard me talk about them before. If you haven't listened to episode 7 yet, take a listen. I sit down with the founder of Hypnobabies. Her name is Carrie Tushoff. Hypnobabies is a method of easily and naturally preparing for childbirth. There are also single tracks as well if you don't want the full method. And there are even tracks for non-birth-related things like how to quit smoking, to help your toddler sleep better, and even to ease that anxiety, which I know we all could use at many times. The most exciting thing is though, if you check out the link in the show notes and make sure you use the promo code PUMPINGPODCAST, you'll get 20% off. Check them out! Now off to the regular scheduled program. This is Jess, and you're listening to The Pumping Podcast. This week, I sit down and chat with a mama whose life went viral at a moment she never expected it to. If you recently saw a commercial for Freedom Mom that was bouncing around on social media that was banned from the Oscars, well, I'm sitting down with that mama in the commercial. Her name is Laura Gilreath. She is an actor and a mama, and it was so exciting to talk to her about her experience on set and now being three months postpartum. Sit back, relax, grab some popcorn maybe, and enjoy. Here's Laura. Here we are. I'm so excited. So today we're chatting with actress and mother Laura Gilreath, who is the mama that was featured in the recent Freedom Mom commercial that went viral because of its ban from being aired during the Oscars, which is just crazy. Welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for your willingness to chat with me. I'm so excited to chat and hear more of your story. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. So just to give a little bit more background for people who may not have seen it or don't know, you were cast in a commercial representing Frida Mom and all of its products that are products to help during postpartum recovery. Um, But unfortunately, ABC and the Academy Awards deemed the ad to be too graphic for network television, which is just outrageous and um, really sad. Yeah. So first of all, can you just give us a little bit of background for our listeners and mom or women or men who are listening that maybe aren't moms or parents at the moment as to what Freedom Mom is. Yes. So Freedom Mom is a company that creates products for mothers uh, who have just given birth. So they also have Frida Baby and it's all products for your baby. One that was very popular a couple years back was the the Snot Sucker Yeah, that's the only one I really remember. Right, that's the one that people have heard of. And so they have this whole Frida baby line. And then they decided to launch a Frida mom because there is no product that you can buy. There's like no package or um, 
goodie bag for a woman once she gives birth. It's all about the baby. And mm. really, it's not. I mean, you can't, you, when you when you bring home a baby, one of their sayings is when you bring home a baby, you bring home a mom. And Absolutely. That, especially for all these new time moms, you're like, I don't even know what to expect. So right. Freedom Mom has created this whole um, bundle of products that women can get easily, easily accessible, all in one place, get it, take it to the hospital and at your house for your recovery after giving vaginal and sectional birth. That is so helpful because it's true. I mean, you don't know, do you just go out and buy diapers and do you, you know, how do you clean yourself and how do you recover? It's, it's unbelievable. Right. So you know, used to before Freedom Mom launched, you would go throughout the the store to different sections to buy things. Like you would go to the puppy aisle and get puppy dog pads to stick in your underwear. <laughs> you feel the like ketchup squeeze bottle from the hospital to take home to spray yourself because you can't wipe. But luckily now they're all in one place and it may, and you have to like, you make your homemade ice packs either with frozen peas or, you know, filling water in a, in a like maxi pad, which is wet and nasty anyway. So now everything is like in one spot. Oh, so convenient. Yeah. <laughs> so first of all, for you, so you are an actress as well as a mom. But you still had to audition for this specific role in this commercial. And what was that audition like? What did they have you do? So I, I actually did not go into an audition. They were looking for pregnant women. So I shot that five months pregnant. Okay. And the reason is, is because a woman who has just given birth can barely get out of bed. So there's no way they can be, could be on set yes. filming a commercial. Yeah. Yes. So um, my uh, a friend told me that they were looking for five month pregnant women. So we took photos of me pregnant um, in underwear with no makeup on, and said they had they knew nothing of my acting ability. From there, they cast me and flew me down to Miami, and I honestly I didn't even know what I was doing for the commercial until I was on set. Wow. I knew nothing other than I was doing something. They wanted a pregnant lady for post-pregnancy products. That's all I knew. That's crazy too that they inter they they gave you the job just from the photos. That's awesome. Right. Right. And honestly, had I auditioned, I probably wouldn't have booked it. Like, had it been an in-person audition, because I get so nervous in auditions, I have trouble booking yeah. jobs. But I can deliver exactly. on set. But you wouldn't see that. Yeah. <laughs> wow, I feel you. I feel you with that. So, what was that experience like once you were actually filming? What What did they have you do? Was it a long time on set? And yeah, so I flew down. We shot in Miami because that's where Freedom Mom's headquarters are. So we, oh, okay. um, I flew down to Miami in the morning, had a couple of hours to like settle in before I had to report to set at like 6 p.m., I believe. I went and they said they wanted my nails buffed. So I went and made sure my nails were done. And I also went and got a wax because... You didn't know what you were showing. I didn't know. I was like, let yeah. me make sure I'm 
clean. Yep. Clean the case. And I'm glad I did because I was in a, a sticky thong um, that they ended up putting on me. But um, so I reported to a set at six o'clock and then they were shooting other things, uh, some of the product and stuff. So we didn't even start filming until like eight. And they were wanting to let the sun set because they wanted it to be at night, you know, at night because it set at three in the morning. Um, and then, uh, yeah, we shot for like, they told me it was going to be an overnight shoot. And at five months pregnant, I was like, oh, mm -hmm. no. But we ended up not, it was not all night. It was like to like, I think I got back to my hotel at like 3 a.m. So from like six to three, I was on set, hanging out, getting makeup on because um, I, uh, they wanted to make sure my, my belly did look uh, post, you know, delivery. So they were putting makeup on your belly to make it look like. Yeah, they added the, the lines that are down your um, yeah. stomach, which I did develop later. But at the time, I didn't have them. Interesting. So, yeah. And my girlfriend was like, wow, you are already showing those. I didn't. Sh I never got those. And I was like, well, it's makeup. <laughs> well, it's makeup. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I want to dive more into the commercial. But before we go there, I want to go back in time a little bit. So. What was life like for you before you decided to start a family? What what was it looking like? Oh, so I have been married for five years with my husband now for since 2012. Oh, so eight years because it's 2020. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, we got married and we were living together and well, obviously, and um, we wanted to wait a while to have a family. So I was doing um work in the city. I did the show, a live acting show called Accomplice New York, and I would work there on the weekends. And then I um, was auditioning for different commercials around the city and not booking. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'd get so nervous. But just that, and I, I teach chess. Oh my gosh, yeah. no way. So I would go around to different students' houses and teach them chess. And then my husband um, works in fashion. So he travels all over the world working there. So, and then we have our dog and our cat and we live in Astoria, Queens. So we had this cute little. Um, I didn't know you were in Astoria. Oh, maybe we should have done this in person. <laughs> yeah, so I'm from Georgia, um, but I've been in New York for the last 10 years. And, um, and that's where I met Zach and I met Zach up here and we got married. So we stayed and, um, yeah. And then we were like, we started trying and it took us a while to get pregnant. Um, it took us about six months because, well, a while is, you know, um, it's, what is the um, word? Everyone's own perspective so, of a while because diff people have different challenges. Yeah. This is mom brain. I can't think of. Oh, I'm uh, not a mom and I still have the brain. <laughs> so yeah, it took, we were trying and yeah, I mean, it took my girlfriend four years to get pregnant. Yes. So, um, it, it only took us six months, but what's tricky is your ovulation and like figuring out what days you're ovulating. Cause what days can you get pregnant? I mean, some women are so lucky to get pregnant you know, without even trying, right. it took us, it took us a couple months of trying. Mm -hmm. So anyway, and then, yeah. So Maggie was born in November of 2019 and life before Maggie was great, but life with Maggie's even better. Oh, <laughs> I bet. And what overall, what was pregnancy and birth like for you? Did you have any? Oh, it was awful. <laughs> it was awful. So I had really bad morning sickness, um, throughout my whole, well, basically up until, uh, 30 weeks, 30 weeks, I felt 
like I could do it again for whatever reason. It's like all of a sudden I had forgotten and I'm like, yeah, okay. I could see us having another baby in the future. Okay. okay. <laughs> so, um, but for the first, uh, first trimester, I just felt constantly car sick. I had headaches. I never threw up, which a lot of people with morning sickness throw up, but I just um, was nauseous. I just felt so sick. I didn't want to eat anything. I was never hungry throughout my pregnancy. I'd never had any cravings. I just was like, I'll eat whatever, uh, but I don't really want anything. But I mean, I would still eat. But I was like, oh, food just doesn't sound good. Yeah. So pregnancy was really difficult. And then uh, until 30 weeks, and then I like was exercising and I was you know, just feeling really good. I was sleeping and then, um, and then we were induced and, um, I had a 27 hour labor. There was some ripping and Maggie was stuck in my birth canal. She was stuck on my pelvic bone. Her head was like it. Cause so when I was delivering Maggie, um, her head was kind of twisted to the side. So I was pushing her out. She was, she was sideways and they didn't realize that. So she wasn't coming out. So, um, I ended up losing a liter of blood. Um, oh my goodness. Yeah. Maggie had a little bit of, um, like trauma on her head, on her scalp, where I pushed, where she was like stuck against the pelvic bone. Yeah. And, um, I was just like, can we please just get her out? Yeah. I was like, can we like, I was like, are we gonna have to do a C-section or, um, and they're like, no, 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 just keep pushing, keep pushing. And she's stuck on your pelvic bone. And I was like, can we just break it? Can we just like, get her out? Exactly. And, anyway, and, then she, and then I was exhausted. You're so exhausted afterward. Oh. Yeah. And I could, I had a lot of trouble like walking afterward because you're also stitched up like because of the ripping, right. the tearing, there was a lot of stitching and so now congratulations you're 3 months postpartum right yes yes 3 months <laughs> that's three wonderful months. Mm-hmm. and looking back do you feel like your portrayal of postpartum in the commercial was accurate to what you experienced <laughs> um uh yes um however I don't know if anybody can tell in the commercial, but I was very light on my feet in the, like filming the commercial. Once you push that baby out, you are so exhausted. Everything is just so heavy. Uh And like, I, I just, everything was just so much, just, just, you're just so much more exhausted than, than what you realize, than what you'll realize you will be. I was like, if I could do this again, I would sit down, you know, sit down heavier or I would, you know, shuffle heavier, that sort of thing. So in general, what has postpartum been like for you? Has it been what you expected or worse? Or, I mean, clearly you had the complications, which made it challenging. Yes. Um, And then breastfeeding is its own beast. Um, Maggie doesn't latch. So um, I have, oh, since this is a pumping podcast, I use a bunch of, I just pump and bottle. That's what I do. And have you been doing that from day one? Like she never latched from the hospital? Mm-mm, she never latched, but she would get so frustrated. Like she would get frustrated and she would start crying. So I don't, I was like, I don't want her to, to be frustrated. I don't, I'd rather her eat and however she's happy. So uh, we would just pump and bottle feed her. And that way we can also keep track of how much food she's getting. My husband exactly. can do it. 
However, then I had mastitis. Mm-hmm. Had fevers, and your boobs are so sore and engorged. You can't sleep at night, and so you have all these issues. And you have this newborn baby that needs you. I mean, it's a lot. Women do not get the credit. No, they're such heroes. They, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Postpartum was was. especially those first like two months were really, really challenging. It was hard to, to get out of bed. It was hard to go for a walk. Like I went a week after a week after giving birth, I tried to go to the coffee shop down the street and I was with my mom and Maggie and I was like, Oh, we need to, we need to turn around. I can't really, you couldn't even make it down the street. Mm-mm. And so we w- turned around and I put my feet up and she's like, don't do anything. My mom's like, you need to just rest, yeah. just rest. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, but you want to be able to do, you want to be able to live. Exactly. Like, go grab a cup of coffee. But when, when would you say, like, when did you finally feel like you could get, get out and get a coffee and kind of have a somewhat normal life for you? Probably, probably like two weeks after I was able to really walk Um, because I had stitching. um, So I sit in these things called sits baths, which is just a a tub, a a small tub that you put in your toilet, toilet bowl that you sit in that's warm water and salt. And that's to help, you know, heal your wounds down there. So after two weeks of doing that, and trying to just rest finally we were able to go get coffee and you know enjoy the outdoors a little bit instead of just being in my apartment and especially when I feel like you know I I have that thought process too for when the day comes that I want to have kids if I'm still here in the city is like I want to do those things I want to just even if you don't buy anything or go anywhere, but just like go for a walk down the street because you're not in suburbia. It makes such a difference for your psyche postpartum. Absolutely. Absolutely. So so I just want to connect back quickly to Freedom Mom. What would you say is your like definite number one top product that you've used from them? I can't, I can't pick one. Oh, you can't say Mm -hmm. like you personally, or you're not allowed. No, I personally, because you've got this spray bottle that sprays. So every time you pee or poop, you've got this spray bottle that cleans you because you can't wipe. So right. because the toilet paper sticks to your open wounds. Right. So you've got this warm <laughs> spray bottle that feels so good and you feel cleaner after using it. But then you have to stand up and you have to go about your day. And so then they have these ice packs that fit into the mesh, their mesh underwear, like so perfectly. It just hugs your body Mm. and you feel such relief. I mean, honestly, at times it gets so cold that you're like, I almost feel like I'm numb down there. That's better off. (laughs) Exactly. Like I'll take this frostbite over the pain. So (laughs) the throbbing intense pain. So I would say those two are my top because those are just a necessity. Absolutely. Yeah. So since the news of the ban of this commercial has all gone viral and sort of been crazy, has anything changed for you in any way? Um, well, I uh, have been able to talk with a bunch of moms. A lot of women have reached out to me 
and told me their stories of postpartum or said how touched they were by this commercial, how it took them back to their early days of postpartum. And However, I noticed that not many times has your name been mentioned, correct? No. So only- I mean, I saw an article that I think it was you did with Elle magazine and that of course mentioned you and it's your picture and everything. But I mean, has that bothered you? What's that been like? Is it maybe better to be so, on the DL? I don't know. That, you know what? I don't know. Yeah. Um, as an actor, I'm like, I'd love to capitalize on this the way the Peloton girl did. Right, right. <laughs> she, got, she got some other jobs exactly. from the Peloton ad. Yeah. And um, so, however, like, people are seeing me on the toilet. Right. Would it be better to be more anonymous? Because... Nobody had seen me on the toilet before, <laughs> except for my family, and you know. And now, but you do such a great job on the toilet. People, <laughs> thank you. Four million people have seen me atop the throne. Uh-huh. Uh, but I would. I, well, so also from from Freedom Mom's perspective, or they're telling a story. Mm-hmm. I mean, if somebody's if somebody's in an advertisement for, I don't know, Hertz rent a car. You don't know who that actor is. You. You may know the you may know Flo from Progressive because, but you know her as Flo. You don't. I actually don't know the actress's real name. I know she, you know, lives in L.A. and is you know a working actor, but and so successful with her Progressive commercials. But you don't know the name of the actor, so I can't. To be fair, I can't take it personally, you know, because they're telling their story. And you took it as a job, Um, and that's what it is. It's a job, exactly. Right, exactly. So since that went viral. Some people noticed me from my, you know, toilet sitting skills and um, (laughs) they have reached out to me or once it went on Facebook, people then connected the the dots to me. Um, I also at times was like, I'm the actor in this and hoping that maybe more people would want to chat. Right. Uh, And, and then once, once Elle magazine came out, more people knew who I was. And so from there, that's how people have found me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if any of my listeners would like to go ahead and find her, I'm sure, Laura, you'll be willing to chat with any of those bombs. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Because because you're not alone. Like what's crazy is with when I interviewed with Elle Magazine, um, the interviewer was like, wow, your story is so similar to mine. And I was like, yes, because this is every woman's story. Exactly. But no woman knows that the other woman is suffering like this. You suffer right. in silence because you expect to be so strong. It exactly. seems like so so many women are so they just seem to have it together and and you really don't. You don't. So Exactly. Well, for those listening, I'll put this in the show notes, but you can check her out on Instagram at Laura, L-A-U-R-A, Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N-X. And um you guys can connect there. You can also always send me an email and I can connect the two of you. Um, now, I, I only want to touch on this for a little bit because I don't like to bring any negativity into this, but have you received any pushback from all of this craziness and what's that been like for you? So um, I haven't, no, actually, Good. not me personally. Um, online, there have been people who have said this is too much this is too graphic 
Um, you know, some things need to be left, you know, for the bathroom and the, you know, but that has been very few and I haven't responded to everybody, but some people I'm like, listen, you have a mom. How do you think you got here? Because that's the thing. Everybody has a mom. Every mom has done this. And that's why it's so crazy that not more, you know, postpartum isn't chatted about more. Um, Postpartum depression isn't talked about that much. I'm glad Chrissy Teigen has been talking about postpartum depression, but like people don't talk about it. You just are expected to be, you know, put together and be able to do it all. So have you found that you've experienced any postpartum depression? Um, so I've been very lucky that my husband and my mom have been here to help me a lot of the time. Um, and it's interesting when I have had to do it on my own with Maggie, um, like I'll, it's like, she'll wake up in the morning crying and I will, you know, need to get her a bottle. So say I don't have enough breast milk because she's had a growth spurt. This is what happened the other day. She has, is going through a growth spurt. She drank all her milk in the middle of the night. There's no <sighs> milk in the morning. I, there, then there's no bottles that are made, you know, that are right. Clean. So then I've got to clean these bottles while I have a screaming baby while, you know, trying to make a bottle of formula. And I was just like, I can't, I can't do this. Plus I, I need to pump. So you've got these hormones raging in your body. And I was just like, I can't, I can't. So I gave Maggie, Zach was here and I gave Maggie to Zach and I was like, please take her. And then I just kind of spiraled out of control. And I was just like crying. And I was like, well, I just, you know, and I was just, I was like, I'm not, Zach's like, what's wrong? It's like, I'm not mad. I'm not mad. But I was like, so, <laughs> so everywhere. And also, your period starts earlier than you think. So I've already started my period while I'm still pumping. Uh, and, and also my hair was falling out. So like all of this stuff was happening and I'm just like, I I was like, I think my hormones are just crazy. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I have experienced some of it and, and, you know, knock on wood, luckily I feel that, um, I haven't experienced it to the extent some women have. Oh, also, I was told to go see a therapist before get giving birth. So I'm actually in therapy. So I started seeing a therapist at eight months pregnant. Oh, or maybe seven. Like months someone pregnant. advised you to do that. My OB, my OB said, make sure you have somebody to talk to. So. So I did. So I, so I've started seeing somebody and I see her once a week. That's really smart. And, and that probably has helped as well. So yeah. I should definitely say that. I mean, I know a friend who I think had started that after the fact, but that's a really smart thing to start, especially as your body is really changing in those last few months and all the hormones are starting to yes. take over. That's smart. What has been your biggest takeaway from this whole, like, great, I mean, what has it been? I guess since the commercial came out and, and now you're postpartum two months or months, yeah, I guess about a, month. about a month. So what has been the biggest takeaway from all of this? What have you gotten out of all of it? Um, well, it's really inspired me to be more vocal because I will post something here or there online or I will, you know, I joined like some little mom groups 
But since this has taken off and I've seen how many women have, how how many women and how women have responded, um, I want to get more involved in other um, activist groups. Like there's like, there's one called Moms Congress that they have a big upcoming Mm -hmm. event in May. And I'm like, well, let me get involved so that I can uh, connect with these women and that this is so that postpartum struggles are more of the norm and that women do, so, well, just mainly so that women do not feel alone. Right. Exactly. Well, one of my other interviews that I did, you know, we were talking about pelvic floor health and all of this stuff. And she was saying, you know, if you hurt your knee or broke your knee, you would tell people that you're going to get therapy for your knee. You're going to PT for your knee, but we don't talk about getting PT for our vaginas, you know, because it's, you know, oh, we don't talk about that, but it's true. I think being more vocal about all of this stuff. And I mean, that's the intention of just having you on here today and talking with you so that I can learn. And so other moms have the, you know, freedom to just talk about how crazy and heroic and amazing this whole experience is. Do you feel like you have a little bit more of a leg to stand on, so to speak? Oh, well, absolutely. But mostly because I gave birth. Mm-hmm. Like, so I learned about these post, how difficult postpartum was going to be when I was filming the commercial. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that I would have trouble getting out of bed because my abs weren't going to be working. And now did you do your own research on that or ask people or did they have people there helping you and telling you what to do? (laughs) The um, CEO, her name is Chelsea, the CEO of Freedom Mom was on set and she goes, okay, so this is what it's like. She's (laughs) like, I've had three babies and uh, you need to, you you, nope, you're using even less of this or, oh no, it's going to be more like that. Or, and then she's like, and now you're walking to the bathroom. Oh, wait you know what, you need to do it. Like, you know, and that's how I that's learned. I was wonderful. like, wait, what? It's going to be like, what? <laughs> and then you're I, like, I, oh I, shit. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, there's no turning back. Yeah. <laughs> five months pregnant. We're, we're here. We're doing this. Oh my God. So, that's funny. Well, and that's so nice that it seems yeah. like she's so hands-on with something like that. And clearly their intention in this whole idea is to shake things up. Right. It seems. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, since you sort of have this platform now, do you feel and plan to use it to change or shake things up in any way? I would like to. Absolutely. Yeah, I would like to. So I've been reaching out to different people to see if we can chat more. And then with people contacting me online, you know, just chatting about mom's this, mom's that, everything mom, Yeah, everything Yeah. Well, you know, it's so interesting, I think, too, like from the actor perspective, like we never really know when our next job is going to come, how our, you know, quote unquote success, whatever we call that, is going to come and sort of the path that our career is going to take. But I have been finding it so interesting as I get older to see how my path is kind of, you know, navigating and then something like yourself. It's like this whether or not this opens up to give you some big quote unquote break of a you know a, an acting deal it's less that and more just like this has led you to that because if you hadn't been an actor you wouldn't have submitted to that thing and you wouldn't have right. met all these moms that maybe now you have a community that's even a hundred times greater than you would have had just now normally postpartum it's pretty interesting 
and I'm 35. So I, um, was like, I was like, I'm not getting any younger. I'm ready to have a baby. Now, what I was told when I first moved to the city 10 years ago is that I couldn't have a baby and that, um, I really shouldn't get married if I wanted to be an actor. Now, a lot has changed in those 10 years with the Me Too movement and that sort of thing, which is incredible. But I remember being told that you can't have a baby and be an actor. So that's partly why I waited so long to have a baby. And already, like, I mean, Life was good before Maggie, but life is, I, I can't even describe how incredible it, this whole journey has been of motherhood. And, um, and here with my baby in my belly, I've had the most successful commercial that I've ever oh, been yeah, in. That's so beautiful. You know, and it's like when I'm finally just living my life, Yes, I get it job as opposed to, you know, no, 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 I can't do certain things because I got to be an actor or what have you. And also like for women, for the men in the industry that have said that to you, like you can't be a mom or you can't get married, like fuck them. These the men in the industry, luckily now there's a lot more women who are able to be vocal in the acting industry, but um anyway just live your life and if you want to have that baby have that baby because it's going to be hard we got freedom on products to help yep we got other women that will support yeah well it that's <laughs> so, really inspirational for me too because um i never specifically had somebody saying that to me but um i think it was more of a cultural thing and then i kind mm-hmm. of always just felt like you know I remember when I was auditioning for Ithaca back in, oh God, long time ago, I remember meeting the head of the department and she said, if you can picture yourself doing anything else, don't do theater. Don't be an actor. Uh, and, you know, on the one hand, it's true because you need to have such focus. But on the other hand, it did make me always feel like, no, I can't, you know, I waited eight and a half years to get married. My my husband and I have been together for 11 years. I waited eight and a half years to get married. Mm -hmm. And I have, you know, there's other reasons now medically that I'm holding off having a family, but I did wait because I said, this needs to be my only focus. And, and it's true. And now, you know, I'm at 33. So it's inspirational to hear that you felt like that. And now going through that at 35. Yeah. So My last question for you, this has been such a joy and I, I feel like we should go get a coffee sometime soon. We should. Um, I think we should. I definitely think so. And I would love to see that little girl of yours. But my last question that I always love to ask moms is what is something that you would like to tell Maggie now for when she is 18? Oh, God. oh. you know, first of all, you're gonna make me cry. Good. <laughs> that's okay (laughs) nobody nobody I've never actually thought about that you know um and we don't want to rush time but just you know something you want (laughs) at this moment in time when it's so fresh is just three months and thinking into the future what's something you want her to to listen back and know just um that you are so 
strong little girl and that you are so perfect just the way you are just what you are right now if you're listening at you know 16 or 18 uh or at three months you are perfect just as you are you have everything that you need to be to 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 be happy I don't want to say that because that's not always somebody's goal but like to be fulfilled you are perfect like you don't don't look anywhere else but right in you (laughs) I should probably like write that down and edit it make it a little more concise but (laughs) I think the best part about it and why I love to kind of throw it at moms is it is something it just what's what comes into your head you know first and it's raw and it's emotional and it's not perfectly scripted so I think that's the best that's the best part of that. <laughs> this has just been a joy I'm so grateful and congratulations on the commercial but congratulations even more for getting an opportunity that just opens up your community and a chance for you to share with all of us you know what that was like for you it's really cool. yeah yeah, oh, thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. If you're listening, check out the show notes. I'll also post up the video so that if you haven't seen the commercial, you can go and check it out. Um, but go ahead and follow Laura. And um, I can't wait to see what comes in the future for you. I'm so excited. Yeah, thank you so much. You're welcome. The Pumping Podcast is a podcast for moms and by moms. And I am your host. I'm not yet a mama. I'm a mama in training. If you're enjoying what you hear, please take a minute on iTunes to subscribe, rate, and review so more mamas out there can find us and listen along while they're pumping or breastfeeding. If you'd like to be a guest and share your story, email me at thepumpingpodcast at gmail.com. You can also email me if you have any questions for any of my guests, and I will reach out, get those answers, and relay them to you in a follow-up episode. A big thank you to my friends Ashley and Kelly for the use of their baby's laughter and my dear friend Erin Adams for writing my gorgeous theme song. You can follow along on Instagram at The Pumping Podcast and go ahead and share the podcast with a mama you know. Until next time, keep on pumping.